Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. Hello everyone, how are you? How are you? Cheers! This is my bottle of water, I'm cheersing. Cheersing, is that a word? I am giving cheers, making cheers, whatever it is, to the final episode of 2021. Thank you so much for being with me this whole entire year. This is officially the Taryn Lamp Show, episode number 75. So thank you so much for joining me this year. This has been an amazing year. I'm gonna be posting on my story and all that good stuff, some year in review. This is episode number 75. I cannot believe it. I started this show in May of what, 2020? Yeah, 2020 I think, during the whole pandemic thing. And I didn't know where it was gonna go and I appreciate every one of you for joining the show each and every week. If you're new to joining us, this is the Taryn Lamb Show. We are here every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 for my Pacific friends uh, in, in Cali and all over the world. We've had international guests. We have had so many people this year, and I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you for joining. Again, this is the Taryn Lamb Show, episode number 75. So we've had some amazing guests this year, and we've also opened it up to the opportunity, and I'm going to put my cash app in the comments. So we've also started giving back this year, and that has been something that is near and dear to my heart. Most of you know that I am a survivor of heart disease and cancer. And with that said, I've been taking the money from just from the Cash App, it's just a kind offering. It's not official 501c3. It's nothing fancy. It's good old-fashioned me, Cash App, giving back. And we've had a chance to pay off and pay some bills for some heart disease and cancer patients this year. And I truly, truly appreciate it. So before, let's see, I'm learning all the... I, that's what I did this year, too. I learned a little bit more about Instagram and how to uh, pin comments and such. So let me see here. This is my cash app. If you have it in your heart. Oh man, can I pin that now? I think I can, right? Yeah, if you have it in your heart and would like to give, that is my cash app. Please make sure if uh, you can put survivor in the comments. And that donation, like I said, is not an official 501c3. It is literally just a love and kind offering. What I do with those specific funds is I take them during uh, some of my own appointments and I just swipe and pay off or pay a portion of a heart disease and cancer patient 
in need and pay the bill or pay a portion of the bill, whatever we, we take in. So again, this is episode number 75. This is the last episode of 2021. We will be back in 2022 and I am going to get my guest in. Make sure you're liking, following, subscribing. We are on YouTube uh, and Apple Podcast. So, and, and of course, you can always check out the episodes here on my IGTV at I am Taryn Lamp. All righty, Mitch, let's get you in here. Everyone for joining us. Mitch, are you there? Let me see. Accept. I think I'm accepting, Mitch. Is it working on your end? I'm going to request you, see if that works. I invited you now. Let's see. And I'm accepting. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Hello. See there you, you are. How are you? I'm fantastic. Amazing. How are you? Let me turn turn up the volume. Hold on. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. It's my volume. Yes. Could you hear me? Because my volume is down. I can. How are you? I said I'm fantastic. Amazing. How are you? Good. Fantastic and amazing myself. I'm glad to hear that. Woohoo! Alrighty, so we are going to get started, guys. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. This is episode number 75 of the Tyrion Lamp Show. Mitch is rounding out 2021. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Alrighty, so let's just start, Mitch, with your story. I know we talked, we've talked a few times, but and you have a great story and some great, I don't want to give it away, so some inspiration, some dropping dimes. Let's go. Just well, first, I want to say just thank you for having me on your show. It's awesome. I love the work you've been doing. Closing out the year strong, 75 episodes. So kudos to you for that. So I just want to say kudos to you first before we even commence, okay? Kenny J. Kenny J says, big bro in the house. What's up, my guy? You already know what it is. So uh, my story. Um, let me see. Dates back to Washington, D.C., born and raised, born and bred in Washington, D.C., and that's a core part of my identity. Uh, and I think it just started out there with my biggest goal of focus was just trying to make it out of DC. That was my focus. I had a small, it was a small dream at first, just trying to make it out the hood. And I couldn't see beyond my situation at first. You know, I was, I was blessed to have well-educated parents in a wonderful community, just grew up in a, in a time that, you know, it was the murder capital, high the crack epidemic. So it was really tough. I had some great friends in that area and just realized that I was blessed and kind of wondered what was different about me that I was able to, to make it out of this trap. You know, it's kind of the rose of roof from concrete. But once I went from there and went to college, college did so much for me. You know, I went to college, Elizabeth City State University, sight unseen. So, you know, first generation college students that got advanced degrees, I stepped on campus and had never seen my campus before. Mm. And it was pivotal to me because I wanted intentionally to go to an HBCU. I was grew up in D.C., was, which was known then as Chocolate City, but I was kind of that cool nerd didn't really embrace my nerd at that time I was a cool nerd so I got kind of bused to the to schools out of my district so I went to school with a majority of white kids but hung out with black kids in my neighborhood and I had two different types of friends so intentionally went to a HBCU to kind of get this uh homogeneous black education experience you know that that Hillman experience that um what is it? Uh, what's the other show? I can't think of it. But Whitley. A Whitley different world. A different world experience. Come on, right? A different world experience. I'm not aging myself or dating myself. But Elizabeth City was. Neither was am I. Neither yeah, am I. Yeah, you know, we still with the hip. We hip. So, 
uh, went to Elizabeth City and it really taught me to come out of my shell. You know, I wasn't used to accustomed to conversing with people. You know, when, when you grow up in D.C. or in urban areas, you mind, your, you mind, you stick to yourself and you're aware of your surroundings. So I used to wonder and walk, why are people talking to me that don't know me? Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I wasn't able to understand my energy at that time. And then through being in this wonderful community, it kind of helped me blossom and grow. You know, um, and college was rough at first. One most improved student really didn't understand that I was in somebody else's backyard. Mm. But and then me becoming to in a fraternity because they saw me in a different light. You know, when I came first, I had this D.C. mentality, which is an urban mentality. Which, which is good for the environment, but it's important that we grow and adapt to the environment that we're in, right? And know the rules of engagement. So Elizabeth City, was, it, was, it was big for me. They inspired me. I graduated, wound up coming back, getting a master's degree, and teaching at my alma mater. And that's how I kind of got started into the education thing. My mother dissuaded my brother and I from getting an education. And when it's your passion and your calling, mm. I picked up the phone, right? And I love what I do. Uh, was a professor for like nine years. Uh, did a lot of stuff, you know, helping us uh, become better versions of ourselves and be a dream support and advocate for students. And now I'm assistant dean of students and just follow my passion and heart. I think it's beautiful that I get to, to pour in and support other people to pursuing and securing their dreams. So that kind of gives you a little background of where I've gone. I've been in some, a lot of places too. I've been in Indiana. I've mm. been in, yeah, I've been in Indiana. Uh, they had more horses than they had people to look like me. <laughs> I'm just saying. And yeah, yeah. I was in also was in Oregon for a while. And it was it was a beautiful place in certain aspects and ugly in certain aspects. Mm. But it helped me understand and appreciate us as a culture and as a community. And when you move away from your community, you really miss it. So oh. but but I have I found some of the most wonderful people in my life in Oregon and in Indiana. It's the first time, honestly that I felt comfortable and felt safe. I think, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right. Is it L.A. Chris? Krista? Or La Krista. La Krista. It's La Krista. Okay. Let me see. I didn't it's know if she's from L.A. I, from L.A. Or, you know, she says funny. I know that is funny, right? Well, t tell me about, so first of all, hello. Um, shout outs to Avery. I see you're on the line, Avery. And Carolina, thank you so much for joining us. Who else we got? Um, Kenny J. Vaughn. And Jelena, Jelena, Tasha, all oh, you guys, thank you so much for joining. So I want to, so one of the comments I love, and we're going to get back to everything, but tell me about this whole embracing your inner nerd thing, because I feel like we have that in common. Um, I feel like I'm a little nervous because I think you actually are a little cooler than me. So I don't think, I don't think we're quite, you know, on the same path parallel, but, you know, tell me a little bit about that. And most importantly, how you are helping others do that because I know that you're helping other you know kids we talked about this young men you know embrace either their inner nerd or just embrace themselves right and where they come from you know we talk about that and I know you're you, you, you kind of said it today like bringing people up right and helping them so how are you helping others embrace their inner nerd or inner whatever it is but like I said I do think you have a slight edge on me so I, I appreciate you recognize my coolness I, I thank <laughs> you I appreciate that you know, I had to go for a transition from being a nerd, from being cool to being a cool nerd. So I just think originally, like growing up and just your mindset and mentality at a certain time was, I thought it was more important to be tough than it was to be smart. Mm -hmm. 
and it was more important to be street smart than to really be book smart. Because I used to say, I can be book smart, but that's not going to stop people from putting their hands on me. Mm. So, right? So I was both. I had that duality of being street smart and book smart and believing and living within two different worlds. Okay. And that dichotomy between those two. So then I just was always kind of smart, but didn't really embrace it. I think just at that time, we sensationalize being aggressive and being urban and being tough and being street smart, mm. but we don't put that same energy in being book smart and educated, mm. right? So as I got older and realized I was smart, the school came naturally to me. You know, I love I, I love school. If I'm gonna be here eight hours, I might as well learn something, mm. right? And and grades, you know, equate to money, or, or usually tantamount to money. That's why I tell all the students that I see now: the better grades you you get, the more money they're gonna pay you for. So. As I got older, went to college. College was just like a runoff. I, I know I'm going to go to college. And I told you I want most improved student. But I still didn't embrace my nerd. I was trying to be with, with, with the fad of being cool. And I just think about us as a community, as a culture, in, in hip-hop and, you know, in our culture, being cool, being a nerd wasn't really embraced. If you think about the music, <laughs> it was more being rough, right? And then I think a new wave and a transition came into saying, you can be both, mm. right? And, and, and embracing that. So I think that I was a college professor and in Florida and a friend of mine, a colleague that was a professor that was a nerd, was a proud nerd, right? And I'm nerd and I'm proud. I was kind of like, I'm cool, I'm smart, but that nigga, hey, um, told me, leave that DC behind and embrace your inner nerd. And, and, and the thing what was so liberating was that sometimes you need somebody to help liberate you mm-hmm. and affirm who you are and get you outside of this construct that you think of yourself. And once I heard that, I said, yes, I am smart. I can do this, right? So I think now my thing is be both. Be both. Don't be a monolith. Be both, oh. be both right? Many times they try to put us in a box into a frame, mm-hmm. right? But I, and, I, and I'll quote this. They say, I teach my son, I got a 13-year-old son that he thinks he's smarter than me. He tries to be, yeah, he, he's a cool nerd. I tell him all the time, I think Bill Gates said it best. He said, be nice to the nerds because you'll end up working for them. Right. Right. And I think this, as we are, as, as a culture, as a community now, it's it's great to be smart, right? And don't let anybody dim your light down. I think the whole thing is nerds are cool. I, I just hang out with, I love learning. And I had to embrace the fact that people would say, well, you know, you are a nerd. You love words. You're a wordsmith. You have a doctorate degree. You're a college professor. You were a college professor, and you're a dean. Accept it. Yeah. And I had to. So now, go ahead. Oh, um, so thank you guys for joining. Again, this is the Taryn Lamb Show, episode number 75. I want to go back to some of the comments. Um, inner nerd watching The Flash, too. Somebody said I watched The Flash. That was probably the page. And somebody said stamp chant hashtag wisdom. So C here is from the DMV as well. So okay. he, he's watching you. He says facts. Um, LaCrista says, I love this one. Nerds keep the bills paid. I love that. That part. Um, C says humble and salute. And uh, LaCrista says yes. And C gives you, you know, is clapping. I like that one from LaCrista. Nerds keep the bills paid. I like that one. Yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you have to, like you said, you had a couple, I said, I don't know if I'd say obstacles or just 
you know, some things to work through. Would you call them obstacles or would you say just kind of some things, you know, you're working through? You were working I, through when you started to embrace your, you know, your authentic self. I think I call them obstacles and challenges. I think that we are all, when do you really realize you know yourself? Yeah, that's like a good when? I don't when think do you realize and say that, hey, Taryn, this is, this is who I am. These are yeah. things I like, right? And I think the biggest thing is when you're in a neighborhood and environment, everybody knows you from, they can connect to you from something, right? So I know you from the block. I know you from school. I know you from basketball. And they form this identity of you, right, that you know of yourself. But you really get to know yourself when you move into an environment where no one knows you. Mm. That's so true. I was, I was thinking to myself, like, when do I, and I, and I feel like I learn myself every day, but what's interesting about what you just said is I've moved into this environment where really no one know, knew me when I moved here. Um, and so I think there, that's an understated uh, comment that should, people should think, really think deeply about, because when you go somewhere and really no one knows you, you got you, you know what I mean? And it's like, hello, you know, your world is spinning around you and you, you got you, right? Like, I mean, I, of course, got here by, you know, I got married, moved here, but just not having, you know, like a circle mm -hmm. was, is, it's not even was. I always say to people all the time, it is still, you know, quite the interesting dynamic, um, not being from, you know, here, when a lot of people are here and they have their circle and they have their tribe, if you will. So what, um, <clears throat> you know, what do you think then, like, I guess advice would you give someone who's kind of, you know, in this phase, right? Cause you don't know, cause it doesn't necessarily, this doesn't have an age on it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to, to find themselves or to embrace their inner, what, whatever they might have, you know, what advice would you give someone who's like, you know, I need to, I need to do this um, for me, for my kids, for whomever, you know, my career. And, and I think this connection relates to a multitude of people. You think about that when students go to college, right? New environment, new place that people don't know you, new job, new location, a new circle of friends. So I think that the first thing is, and we hear this, this platitude more, more often than not as far as stepping outside your comfort zone, mm -hmm. right? I believe that, you know, that growth is at the edge of discomfort, Ooh. right? You get that guy and, at the edge of discomfort. Yikes. Yes, indeed. Yes. And the thing, it's important that we, we test our limits. We test the limits with everything else. How do we test our limits with personal growth and development? Mm -hmm. Right? So I think that's the first thing that, that, that's important, a, a challenge you yourself to, to be the better version of yourself. And you think about how did you learn to like the things that you like? Where did it come from? Did it come from your parents passing this down? Did you come from your friends? When mm -hmm. did you try to do this whole thing of self-discovery first? Right. And then mm -hmm. I think that we are well-rounded and so diverse that, that just a person in general, we're not one dimensional. So don't allow somebody to put you in a box mm -hmm. in a monolith. Right. You can like multiple things. Right. And I think that's what's so great and beautiful about this generation now that you can be quirky, you can be cool, you can be this, you can be smart, you can just be you. But I think many times more often than not, we try to conform to the masses. Mm -hmm. that are uncertain about themselves. And I think that when you have confidence and you know who you are, you can't waver. And sometimes that is very um, 
attractive when people see that, hey, you are confident because people are still trying to discover who we are. I, Muhammad Ali said this, uh, the man at, at age 20 that, who, who thinks the same way at age 50 as he did at age 20 has lost 30 mm -hmm. years of his life. Right, right. Yeah. Tasha said facts. C says, if you really, if you say, I never lost a fight, did you really fight? Kenny J Ooh. says, self acting. I know, right? He's from the DMV. He's I lost a couple. I lost a couple. Drop some knowledge. I won, I won more. Um, <laughs> self actualization. Um, Invictus, the OG dropping gems. Kenny J says, thinking about, thinking about, think of who you are. Think of who you are. Um, metacognition. Somebody else said, uh, something oh yeah I, th I think i got them all but um yeah right like i like uh what was the one we just said if you never if you say i never lost a fight did you really fight like i think that's a good one too you know and thinking like did you really fight in self-actualization so you know all these i think are really good as we think about you like you said like finding yourself right and learning yourself and putting yourself out of the box which is what you're, you know, what you're saying is so important for us to do. Um, I have a favorite quote, and it says, "You will never influence the world by being just like it." Snaps. Because, Snaps. yeah, because I feel like Snaps. you'll never influence the world by being just like it. And I had to, to your point, embrace that of myself. And you know how, and it, it was kind of hard for me, I guess. Um, now I look back on it, and I think, well, it wasn't easy, but it's, it's. Um, definitely worth it on the other side you know you'll never influence the world by being just like it i always say that uh so tell us a little bit about uh one i want to get we got 10 minutes i know we could talk forever so i want to get to um how you're building community and two i want to get to your book and then three i have a final question to close out build a community i think my personal thing is I want to build community everywhere I go, pour into people. So if I come across your path, uh, as, it, as it says, as it, you don't meet any strangers. There's some friends you haven't met yet, right? But I just want to bless anybody's life, whether it's big or small. I think it's we need to pour more love into the world, right? And, and love thy neighbor. So whatever mm -hmm. it could be, it could be me holding the door for somebody or just saying, hey, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, queen. That. Uh, another thing, because I moved around sometimes, kind of like a nomad with this journey of higher education, uh, one of the uh, congresswomen here talked to me and said, when you go to a community, she told me when she was younger, get into the community. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I have been, that was really eye-opening for me was I'm a coach. I coach for the Winston-Salem Greyhounds and I'm coaching flag football, four, five, and six-year-olds. And it helped me really pour into the community because I remember when I was younger that I played flag football. I didn't mm -hmm. play flag football, I played Pop Warner. But how that cycle, that circle comes back to the cyclical, right? So I think that's important, a building community. The other thing you told me was what? I forgot the other question, don't be mad at me. The building community, I wanna hear about your book. Oh yeah, so book is, plug right here. That is it, opening doors to your limitless potential. That is it. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, I think that as we reshift our mind, and we know the common saying is the glass half full of glass half empty. Mm -hmm. But if we shift our mind to focus and concentrate on things that we did accomplish, we'll accomplish more, right? And it's a daily commitment to being a better version of yourself. 
right? The world deserves your best. I deserve your best. We all mm -hmm. deserve your best. And then it's dream fulfillment. What are the things that you want to do in life? Are you living your dream? Have you come up with a plan or a system to get to mm -hmm. that dream? Because I think every day we should wake up with purpose and promise, right? And then sometimes you got to take, take score of what you've done. So now right. we focus and shift our mindset on the I things like that. we did. I accomplish. like that. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I like taking score of what you've done. I like that one. I'm like, eh. Um, we have a lot of comments here, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to let me scroll. Um, we can relate. Stamped. Get get love. Uh, give love. Get love. Love that Tasha says. Jelena, I hope I'm saying that right. I think recognizing your growth and going through challenges, like Mitch said, is so important. We are extremely multi -farious. I I need to. You know. I think it's multifaceted. I don't know. Okay. Multifaceted or multifarious, but either way, we're extremely multi as humans and we should be encouraged to embrace it and how it shapes us. The stronger the community, the healthier and happier the people. I like that, Jelena. I, I like that a lot. Um, I like, you know, recognizing your growth, I think, and, and going through challenges. You know, I think that recognizing your growth piece is, is important as well. It's kind of like what you said about uh, taking score of what you did. And then today when we were talking, you said earlier today, you said, you know, it's important for us not just to pass down the trauma, but to also pass down the good things, right? Um, LaCrista said, hashtag dope. So I think that's important, right? To recognize our growth and recognize the good things we've done and making sure that we're passing that down uh, as what well. you know, like you don't always have to pass down the bad things. We right. can do good things. So I think that is important. And so back to your book, anything else uh, that you want to share? So, oh, oh guys, so the book, the link for the book will be, it is already in my Instagram. We're going to post this in a second. It'll be back in my story. So make sure you grab a copy of book and uh i think that it's just i think what what i hear you saying what is interesting is just to continue to reiterate to that authentic self right going back to uh oh i see you circle going around you can you hear me oh there you are you're back um going okay. back to embracing yourself and i think that's so hard for a lot of us to do right um lacrista says no more generational curses and and, and and no more generational curses though is that part of like embracing yourself, like being okay with the goods, the bads, and the uglies of you. I'm you know? with you, I'm with you. I think um, another thing I want to mention is it's important to be around those who pour into you. Yeah. Right? Your, your community, where do you find energy from, right? Um, and as we said this before, delayed gratification. I, I tell it sometimes, a lot of these students that you microwave babies, right? That you just want things overnight. Mm -hmm. But you have to trust the process. And I know you hear this a lot, but it's like, I'm telling you because I've walked a, a mile in those shoes before. And I've done a lot, right? I've yep. tested the boundaries. I've tested, you know, what I couldn't do. I've, I've gone outside my comfort zone. You know, you got a black man from D.C., murder capital, went to Indiana, only black man out there, went to Oregon. I believe and follow and model the life that I'm telling you will be successful. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important that we believe in each other and that the loudest voice in your head should be your voice. Yeah, that's true, right? The loudest voice in your head should be. I like them. I need to write these down. Like some of them in the book too. Some of them in my book. Okay, I can no, get them. So. Okay, number. Well, let me just go back and say this has nothing to do with anything. But you cannot get away from DC because your accent is totally DC. So I just want to. 
nothing to do with anything, guys. I just want to say that I meant to say at the beginning of the show, you just sound like DC. Like you just sound like the DMV. I'll, I'll, like no matter where you live, you're gonna have that, by the way. So don't worry, it's not gonna go anywhere. Um, we are, that. yeah, yeah, no. Did you know I was from Northern Virginia? I'm from outside of DC. So. Yes, we had a, the, the first conversation we had, you told me it's from Northern VA. Yeah. Yes, so we it. are at three minutes. I know it goes by fast. Don't worry, guys. We're going to have Mitch back on in 2022. I'm trying to do a year, a year in review, but we just keep getting new people, So, which is awesome. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And it's just one little me. So I'm a one-woman band. Okay. So I don't know, guys. This is tricky. I don't know. I usually send my guests, and I sent Mitch a copy of questions, a few questions to get him prepared. However, if people watch my show, they will know what this next question is. If they have not watched a previous show, they will not know what it is because I did, do not send this to people on purpose because I want them to not know the answer on purpose. They know the answer, but I want them to be thinking about it. So if you follow, make sure you're following me. Make sure you're subscribing, make sure you're liking, all that good stuff. But if you do follow me, you know that, I know, don't say, this is embracing my inner nerd, Mitch, so just work with me. With I am a cat lady. I know, I said it out loud. Nerd power, I'm okay, a cat lady. I have one cat, but I'm saving a, a million of them in my backyard. Um, and so, you know what they say about cats? Curiosity, you know, they can't. So my question is to you, what are you curious about? Ooh. I know it gets them every time, guys, because they don't watch the prior ones, so they don't know. Oh, um, I'm gonna say this. I'm curious about inner peace and the pathway to peace. About inner peace. In ah, inner okay. peace and the pathway mm -hmm. that people take to get to peace. That would Tell be us my. more. Oh, so my thing is, I, I think that peace is defined and it's, it's almost like success, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's all individualized. But what does peace look like to you and what does a peace look like to me? And how did you come to a point of peace? Because sometimes we think we're in a peaceful place, but may not be. And then how can you find your peace in the middle of chaos, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that's what I'm curious about. Right in the in the pathway that people have have taken with peace, Pe people may find peace at an earlier age. But I think we're all in a quest to find comfort and to find peace. Mm -hmm. and what is our pathway to get there? Yeah, that's interesting, right? Like, what is our pathway to get there, and what does it look like when we get there? And how do you maintain it? Because I don't yeah. think it's just a destination. I think it's something that we we keep traveling to, right? Yeah, that we have to remain grounded and staunch and anchored in our peace. So funny. One of my, um, you know, I, you know, I don't know, you know, everybody here I know has a different higher power. So let me just put that out there and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, but one of my favorite scriptures is seek peace and work to maintain it, turn away from evil and do good. And when I think about uh, where I go back to, to your point, like, how do you maintain it? Because uh, when, you know, my hair is on fire, I say that scripture to myself, seek peace and work to maintain it, turn away from evil and do good. But how do I maintain it? Like seeking it, okay, I gotcha. But to your point, how do I maintain it? And that's where it always goes awry, right? Maintaining it is the trick. 
I think. I agree. I agree. I know. I know you guys. I know everyone. I'm getting so many comments, and we are at eight o'clock. Um, let's see. Oh, Londa, Londa Yogi. I'm listening. Big cuz C says, my big bro from SE calls me Rev like because I want to give want want and give love to all. You sure do, C. I love you, C. And keep the peace, Lacrista. Praying hands, praying hands. Who did I miss here? Uh, thank you, Lacrista. This is a great show. C says salute, and everybody up uplifting, great words, gems, Invictus. Uh, yep, no more general um, generational curses. So, Mitch, we are. Can you believe it? That was a half an hour. That was quick. I know it's quick. It's so quick. Um, but definitely we are going to touch base in the new year. I, I do need to do, I definitely need to do a Where Are They Now uh, show. I've been saying I was going to do that for a long time, but it's just such a blessing to have people coming. So this is, you guys, the Taryn Lamb Show, episode number 75. Yes. If you would like to be on the show in 2022, please make sure you get a hold of me. I would love to have you on the show. You are clearly here on the Instagram. So all you have to do is uh, DM me. If you know someone who would like to be on the show, um, please make sure you get a hold of me. You can DM me. Uh, if you know Mitch, he has my cell phone number. You can connect with him. Um, one, connect with him to get his book. Two, you can connect with him and he, you, he can connect us together. If, um, and if you know my cell phone number, then you can just text me. Love to have you on the show. We're booking guests into April or May of 2022. So, um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you. What we'll do is just connect and uh, figure out a date, just like we, we figured out with Mitch. Make sure you are going to uh, the link in the Instagram that I posted before and the link that I posted, I'm going to post in a second, to get Mitch's book. And if you would like to connect with him um, and you don't have his cell number yet, yes. I Put it up again. One more time. Hold it up. There you go, guys. Your limitless potential, isn't it? Though, mm, I got. I have to read it myself because all those dropping dimes. I need to go back and read them again because I didn't write them down. So, Mitch, thank you so much for your time and for your talents. I'm so glad that you're on the show, and um, you're from, you know. You're like C, like you guys, I consider it the, the DC DMV folk, hometown heroes. So I totally appreciate it. And I am going to catch you in a second. I'll give you a buzz just to follow up. But we're going to put this, guys, on IGTV, on YouTube. And then uh, it's going to be on Apple Podcast. So Mitch will have a copy of that as well to send to his people. Mitch, take Thanks. care of yourself and each other. Happy holidays to everyone. We'll be back in 2022. This is the Taryn Lamb Show, episode number 75. Peace.